0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie Podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch The Great Muppet Caper two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. And I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And our special guest uh, today is back with us from last week. Please tell us who you are, guest.
1: Uh, Hi, I'm Luis Rojas, I'm manager of the New York Mets. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm Matthew Soberman. <laughs> I write for Tough Pigs.
0: I'm glad you explained who that is because I yeah. would have had no idea.
1: Well, we're kind of talking I'm... a little baseball this week, so yeah. I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd kick that
0: off. Very good. That that might be sure. the first uh, uh, sports reference on this podcast ever.
1: Ah, then you've come to the right person for this week.
0: There you go. And this week, we're talking about minutes 91 and 92 of The Great Muppet Caper, in which Muppets and bad guys play keep-away with a priceless diamond. So we begin uh, with the thieves lifting the cover off of this case containing the fabulous baseball diamond. Carla uh, picks it up to admire it. But as we alluded uh, last week, there's Fozzie hanging upside down behind her. Oh,
1: that I love that. I love the way he just kind of creeps into frame and then just just is so Fozzie in, yes. in the way he catches her.
0: Well, and his line is, excuse me, I don't think that belongs to you. Which, which is, is so Fozzie.
1: Oh, so Fozzy!
0: It's so Fozzy. It's also uh, kind of an echo back to piggy's line when she found lady holiday's uh necklace in her coat pocket she said i don't think this belongs to me
2: oh yeah that's true
0: both frank oz characters very similar deliveries
2: so let me ask you guys something where is frank when Fozzie pops down into frank like is he on a platform of some kind oh, i would
1: that's... have to think unless it's radio controlled but it doesn't it doesn't look like it look radio- it. it just yeah, seems it's... to be a regular Fozzie puppet yeah I'm yeah, guessing they probably had a platform overhead where Frank was dangling his arm.
2: Yeah, that's that's my guess, but it's it's a really neat effect anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good uh, question. So at this point the gallery erupts in chaos. The yep. Muppets are all kinda they all kind of throw themselves at the thieves. I hear I think Animal yells gung ho or something. Yo. Yeah, he
2: does oh, no. that's so good. Oh, I love that.
0: I don't know if gung ho is usually used as uh, an exclamation that way, but it's funny.
2: But it's but it's
1: animal too. So yeah, it's, it's animal.
0: Uh, also, Gonzo does take a photo of Carla with the diamond. So right there yeah. is their proof that these people were stealing this diamond.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, do we he, know that? I mean, right now we just have a picture of her holding the diamond. It doesn't necessarily mean she stole it. She just well, that's is holding
0: true, it. I guess. Well, I think we need a little more.
2: Represent- Somebody opened up the case, you know. Yeah. Somebody.
0: Well, and then that kind of leads into something I want to mention in a minute, but uh, I I hadn't really noticed or or thought about before what's happening here with Nikki because very early in this clip, Beauregard just kind of jumps on Nikki, and they're the two of them are basically just wrestling for the rest of this scene Mm. until the end.
2: Right. Although for 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 a little bit, uh, Scooter and Kermit are also hanging off of him, which I enjoy. Mm.
0: Yeah, but I guess it just sort of takes Nikki out of the equation, I guess. As we'll see, he's kind of the most, maybe, I don't know if he's maybe the most dangerous member of this gang of thieves, so uh, it kind of takes him out of the equation while all this chaos is going on. So that works. And hey, good for Beauregard, jumping into the fray like that.
2: Right, but uh, but I was going to say, especially during that shot where Beauregard is on top of Nicky. And then, like, Kermit and Scooter are both, like, hanging off either side of him. It must have been so much fun for Charles Grodin to to fake struggle with those guys, <laughs> yeah. right? Because, like, like, the entire puppets are in frame. I don't think anyone's performing them. I think Charles Grodin is just kind of moving around, like, <laughs> just to give the impression just, that, just that he's just fighting.
1: Just your with. arms around.
0: Yeah, That'll in work. the previous shot, I think Beauregard is kicking his leg, so that would have required a performer underneath, I guess. But, right, but in right, the yeah, next so shot...
2: Scooter might have like sc- we don't see Scooter, at the bottom of him. So Richard or somebody else might be performing Scooter. Yeah. But I don't think so. I think all three of those guys are just like being whipped around. This right, is about 19 just, 19 seconds into this clip.
0: They're all just I mean, sort of attached to the It
2: would
1: make sense considering how many characters you've got in this show, you know, in this scene. For,
0: right, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right.
1: Like we've
2: talked a lot about this movie being the most chaotic Muppet movie.
0: Mm, and this is, is
2: the true. most chaotic sequence in it. For, yeah. you, you know, like, I mean, it's just, it's just all nonsense. Like, it's, mm-hmm.
1: it's great. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's not totally clear what, w- why everyone is doing what they're doing here. Carla throws the diamond to Marla. Marla throws it to Darla, and Darla tries to throw it back to Carla. So, I'm, I'm wondering, are they trying to keep it away from the Muppets, or is it that they're none just... of them wants to be caught with it?
1: I think they're just trying to. I don't know if it's necessarily keeping away. I think someone—they're just trying to grab the diamond and get the heck out of there.
0: And so they're the hoping that are, whoever they throw it to will, like, like just run be able to making it, make an escape. Yeah, yeah. The door, but they're all, they're all being swarmed with muppets. Hmm. Right. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, Darla aims a little bit too low. An animal catches the diamond in his mouth, uh, which yep. is a, a fun little visual. Um, and then Fozzie slaps Animal on the back. Well, one of
2: the things that's one of, can I can I can I say something about Animal catching the diamond in his mouth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we see Animal catch the diamond in his mouth, it's a pretty wide shot. The diamond oh, of the flies, actual action like, when he catches tr- it. Yeah, yeah, like like some like someone threw the diamond into Animal's mouth, like across the frame. It's not like. You know, it's not just like we get a close up of hit him with the diamond in his mouth. Like hmm. on camera we see him catch it. And I yeah, wonder go how many look. takes oh, that yeah. took.
0: It is Darla it's... actually tosses it and he catches it right in his mouth. Yeah, Dar- Darla shot. tosses it.
2: Yeah. So it's like, I wonder how many takes that took. Yeah. You know, like that can't have been that easy to do. <laughs> I wonder know?
0: if it makes it harder or easier given that Frank Oz was probably looking at a monitor doing that. Mm-hmm. Like does that make it Harder, as far as like your depth perception to judge, yeah. Where I don't that, know Good where question. that diamond is. Yeah. Hmm. yeah well, that's... when you guys anyway, have Frank impressive.
1: Oz on the show, you can ask him.
0: Oh, sure, we will. Oh, that yeah, we're gonna get be... Frank Oz.
2: Oh, he's actually gonna be our third co-host during uh, the Muppets Take Manhattan.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that is a that has got to be a challenging shot to get. It definitely yeah. reminds me of the Jim's whim of steel, as it's been referred to. Just like, hey, I want animal to catch it in his mouth. So how do we do that? We're gonna throw the diamond, and Frank is gonna catch it in animal's mouth.
0: Yeah, we're just gonna keep trying this until this puppet gets this diamond right in his mouth, like we want it to. I
1: mean, I guess it helps that Frank is actually using his hand.
0: It's just that's true. What is a, what is a Muppet head, if not? A A glorified catcher's mitt.
1: Yeah, didn't someone, like, refer to Kermit once as, like, retired Kermits were used as oven mitts in the Henson
0: household? (laughs) I have heard that somewhere, I don't remember where. Like, not as a joke, I don't know who said it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so Fozzie slaps Animal on the back, which causes the diamond to fly to Ralph, who then throws it to New Zealand... And then Lou Zealand actually says, "Hot potato, keep away." Here we go. So, <laughs> hot potato and keep away are two different games,
2: right? I lo- well, I love that it's just like he's naming every catch-based game he can think of.
0: Yeah, like, much. I mean,
1: he's like kind of setting up the dugout chatter that that comes next <laughs> yeah,
0: as this keep-away
1: game slowly turns into baseball.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. It, it, it is pretty much just throwing. Yeah, it's, it's some sort of game of catch at this point, and then it turns into baseball. But uh, Salute so so throws it to Dr. Teeth. Almost every major character has some sort of contact with the diamond in the scene.
2: Right. Uh, and then Gonzo takes a flash photo of Dr. Teeth. Oh, and the,
1: and the fact that what? Dr. Teeth stops and poses for the photograph. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is just like a great gym gag.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he does. I forgot to write that down, but that's very funny. It's a little, yeah, yeah. He, he looks right at the camera. Great. <laughs> Just uh, like, oh. uh, Dr. T throws it to Fozzie. Fozzie throws it to Pops. Pops is delighted to have caught this diamond. Yep. He laughs. He says, still got the good eye.
1: No, he says, still got the good arm.
0: <laughs> the good arm?
1: That's what I thought he was saying.
0: Oh, I guess it could go either way. He, he's he got... I, I I was thinking got the good eye because he was able to... Perceived the ball coming at him But
1: well, you probably know m- uh, Pops was in contention for the 1943 American League Cy Young Award uh, For pitching <laughs> So that that's why I hear still got the good arm Because okay. Pops was Quite the hurler in his
0: day I'll defer to you as the baseball fan
1: <laughs> Or you could uh, say I'm a dirty Liar I don't care
0: <laughs> And speaking of Sports suddenly Lewis Kazager Is here Yep He's sitting on the rafters hosting an episode of the Wide World of Muppet Sports.
2: So Louis Kazaiger, I mean, he's he's technically in the Muppet movie, like he's he's in the final shot that the every Muppet ever scene. made is in. Yeah, as it pulls away. Um, but this is his only like real appearance in a movie. It's his only speaking ever. role. Like,
1: certainly, oh, no, actually, yeah. no and it It's isn't. like I'm sorry. In the in the Muppets Take Manhattan, uh, he says it's the wait no. No, he doesn't. No, Pops, Pops and Crazy Pops Harry are the, the wedding of the year.
0: Wrong Jerry, yeah, Nelson Pop, Character,
2: yeah. Pops and Crazy Harry are the two Jerry Nelson characters who talk in that yes, in that sequence. You're right. Yeah, he's there. He's at the wedding, certainly. But uh, he yeah, doesn't so, say. Anything. So
1: this is his only speaking role in a movie.
2: Yeah, and it's like I love. So w- we haven't seen him for the whole movie. I love that he just shows up when he's needed, like like Staller yep. and Waldorf. Like <laughs> he, he doesn't exist until they're doing something that resembles a sport. Louis Kazeger is willed into existence.
0: Similar to the Newsman's appearance. Yeah, I was earlier. just going to say. Yeah. Oh, it
1: reminds me of the Newsman. Like yeah. trying to think and are there would... any other muppets that do that? That just kind of show up when they're needed? Uh I mean, Sweetums, to sometimes, to
2: an extent. Yeah, that's true. So, some someone like the Swedish Chef appears other times but also like is just there cooking food when he needs to be, you yeah. know, like
0: In the magic store sequence in the Muppet movie, Crazy Harry Harry, pops up having not been seen for the rest of the movie. Mm. As as some sort of technician. So
2: Crazy Harry plays with electricity, yeah.
0: Exactly.
2: You guys Jerry Nelson is good, by the way. Just yes. You know Louis Kazager and Crazy Harry. Yeah. Love that guy.
1: Good stuff. Um, Man of a thousand Muppets. He's the greatest.
0: And I think when casual fans think about recurring sketches from The Muppet Show, they always think of Pigs in Space and The Swedish Chef, but probably nobody usually thinks about Muppet sports, so I don't know how many other people watch this movie and are as happy to see Louis Kazager uh, as we are, but I am
2: very happy to the, see him. I, th- I think you do know that the answer is they are not.
0: But well, right. <laughs> That's what think, I mean. But-
2: But I do think it's a funny gag either way. Like Even if you don't know him, it's just an announcer doing play-by-play all of a sudden. Yeah, and you
0: you sort of get that he's sort of vaguely a Howard Cosell caricature. Right. Yeah, good to see Louis Kazager. Meanwhile, on the floor of the gallery, Zoot is trying to get Pops to throw him the diamond, but we just see Zoot kind of watch as the diamond flies past his face.
1: That seems like a Zoot thing to do.
0: Yeah. Like, no
1: trying way. to get the thing, and then just, as he goes by, just sort of staring at it.
0: Yeah. Although, good. I mean, he's he's engaged with what's happening. Yeah. He's not just taking a nap in the corner. That is true. Uh, the diamond flies over Beaker's head, and then Beaker does that thing where he pulls his head down into yep. his body, which is always fun to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Floyd is cheering everyone on. I think he says, way to chuck, way to look, way to move, baby. <laughs>
1: There, there is a lot that is incoherent in this the, sequence.
0: Yes, very much. It's, it's all everyone yelling at the same time. But and, does and way then, to Chuck? Does that sound right?
1: Yeah, way to Chuck because
2: he's admiring um the Scooters. Zach, he's admiring Scooter's Zachary Levi
0: cosplay. Yeah, way to <laughs> Chuck. Yeah, that must be it.
1: Way to Shazam, yeah. kids! <laughs> there you go. There you go.
0: And then uh, a minute later, a moment later is when Scooter is. Now suddenly selling popcorn,
2: yeah, yeah, which like becomes a thing for him. Like obviously between this movie and the next one, it's kind of like that's that's his and signature. The last movie.
1: one, he, right? He,
0: he and the last one, like, yeah, he's that's selling right. Selling organic popcorn in the screening room at and the, the first that's right. he sells film. popcorn. And,
2: yeah, so so what are the what are the common elements? Miss Piggy has a fantasy. Scooter sells popcorn. There's a, a Sesame Street cameo.
1: Uh, Piggy's right, violence right. basically saves the day in all three movies. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it does. Yeah, yeah. Huh. interesting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, these are the elements of a, a classic Muppet movie. If you want kids, yeah. if you
1: want to write a Muppet movie, these are the things it has to have.
2: And yeah, that's, and I think they tried with the with the newer movies. Like they wanted Elmo for a cameo. I was just right? going to say
0: that's why they tried yeah. to write Elmo in.
2: Yeah, and and Muppets Most Wanted has a piggy fantasy and piggy karate chop. Piggy's is like, it,
1: the day. Yeah, piggy's
2: like flinging flinging uh, Constantine around like uh, yeah. like Hulk's flinging Loki, right? Like, yep. <laughs> wow, that is that
1: is spot on. I never realized it's, it's,
2: that in, in the theater, it felt like a reference to me, and I'm not sure if it is, but it feels
1: like. Hmm. I mean, Tom Hiddleston is in the movie.
2: That's true. Yeah. 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 This yeah,
0: you so- should have flung him around. Then it would definitely be around.
1: beauty <laughs>
0: <Puny popcorn>. cameo. <laughs> um, in a, a later shot, Scooter is selling his popcorn and he uh, notices a chicken standing next to him, and he says, "Popcorn chicken." Yep. <laughs> so popcorn for years, <laughs> for years, I assumed this was a deliberate joke because there is a a food item consisting of small uh, nuggets of fried chicken that we call popcorn chicken. Mm -hmm. But I, I just to make sure I looked this up also, according to Wikipedia, popcorn chicken was introduced for the first time ever by KFC in 1992. Oh really? Yeah. Where did you read that though? It's on Wikipedia. There's some sources cited And although I did find another website that uh, mentioned a similar dish that was invented in the late 70s, but it wasn't called Popcorn Chicken. It was called Salted Crispy Chicken. That was on a a website called The News Lens about a dish that was invented in Taiwan. But And and I do sort of remember hearing about Popcorn Chicken for the first time in the early 90s in the Mm. KFC commercials, but I guess I sort of assumed – that's that they just were just innate. really yeah they or that they were just really emphasizing that on their menu. Yeah. Like yeah. that was a special thing they wanted to push at that time, but yeah, I don't I mean definitely let me know if you have evidence to the contrary anyone, but if
1: we have any popcorn chicken historians out there. Yeah.
0: I it, yeah. it really does seem like this is just like a a line that sounds funny offering popcorn to a chicken and unless I hear otherwise, I'm going to assume that the Great Muppet Caper predicted the creation. I was
1: just going to say, who's to say that that some KFC executive wasn't watching this, and like, popcorn chicken? That sounds like an idea!
0: Yeah, exactly. And 11 years later, they made it happen.
2: Yeah. Oh, they were just watching it on WGN.
0: Oh, that was probably it, yes. (laughs) It was a little bit too early for the VHS, where they got a free watch, but... uh, yeah, that's true, that's true It had to be the On old 80s CBS feature.
1: Fox video Yes, that's
0: the one <laughs> So uh, The Swedish chef is also cheering I tried really hard to transcribe what he says But I couldn't quite get it uh, It's something like Be your boar bay b Brilliant my best guess.
2: That was brilliant, Ryan <laughs> Yeah, Um you. Sounded just like him yeah, he's, I mean, he's it's not like really trying to guess, transcribe
1: the Swedish Chef, especially when
2: everyone is yelling. I would argue that you should be the current performer of the Swedish Chef. <laughs> Bill Bernetta should watch his back.
1: Oh, uh, um. Speaking of incoherent <laughs> Muppets, before this episode is done, I did want to bring up for those of you, the lucky few who have the soundtrack to this film. This the background music you hear you. you Here, here, on the soundtrack, has lyrics.
0: Yes, yes. But no one can,
1: I've never been able to make out what they're saying.
0: Oh, I have them. They were in the, uh, on one of the soundtrack releases, they were, the lyrics were listed in the booklet. Yeah, it's called Muppet Fight Song. Yes. Uh, On the soundtrack, it's part of a suite called The Great Muppet Caper, which is like the heist slash Muppet Fight Song slash something else. Um,
1: I mean, literally we, the only line I've able been, ever been able to get is the first line, which is the Muppets go down the field, which is clearly a reference to football.
0: Yeah, well, the whole song has a very... It, it actually sounds a lot like the Notre Dame victory march. Yeah. It's just like a, like a, like a, a football marching band fight song kind of thing. Uh, the lyrics are... Go, Muppets, roar down the field. Our team will never fail. Go, Muppets, we'll never yield. See how the foe turns pale. Cheer as we march to the fray. Onward to history. All for one, we'll fight until there's victory at last for you and me.
1: Ryan, you have cleared up a lifelong mystery for me. I'll
0: send you those lyrics.
1: (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's clearly a football march song,
0: yeah. In a sequence it's...
1: with baseball.
0: Oh, that's a really good point, and that had not occurred to me. I
1: wonder if at any point it was supposed to be a football inspired script. I mean, you would have to change it an uh, awful lot.
2: I don't. I, feel I like can't imagine. It, it kind of doesn't baseball matter. The football diamond. The football diamond. Yeah.
0: yeah, I feel like it doesn't matter. They just probably wanted something. Uh, fun for this action scene, and
1: oh, yeah. that's fair. That's yeah, fair. that's all
0: you need. But right, it's the song itself is not funny, and I think if we heard this chorus of voices, like you hear on the soundtrack, if we heard all those voices singing the song, it would probably be a little bit too distracting with mm. all these characters yelling and running around. I mean, so, it's a
1: very kinetic sequence.
0: Yeah, I think that yeah. would have been maybe one step too far. Mm. So we have this instrumental, which is still very uh, rousing. Uh, but yeah, now we've arrived at the moment where uh, Beaker is holding the diamond, and New Zealand is now holding a fish as if it were a baseball bat. No, a boomerang baseball bat. <laughs> a boomerang baseball bat, of course. He hits that
1: ball out, but it always comes back to him.
0: There you go. Oh, yeah, that would be useful. Maybe. That's, why,
1: that's why New Zealand never made it out of single-A ball.
0: Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Bunsen helpfully says "pitchy witchy beaker."
1: Yep, pitchy yeah, which witchy. Is hilarious. Very so funny! It's like Bunsen's attempt at joining the the, the chatter, the hubbub yeah. around the field. Just like everyone's like, "Sock it to me, baby!" And he's just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's baby.
0: what New Zealand says when he's when he's swinging his his fish." He says, "Sock it to me." <laughs> So many great, just little wild lines in this scene.
1: I, I, applaud, uh, I applaud him for not saying sockeye to
0: me. Is that a fish? <laughs> sockeye salmon. Oh. Yeah, that's a fish. Wow, that...
2: that's, that's a famous variety of salmon.
0: Okay. I'm not much of a fish guy, I guess. Uh, so Pops then says, pitcher, you couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. And does this great little dismissive hand wave. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which is done by his right hand. So great job to whoever was right-handing Pops in that shot. Uh, we have rats waving pennants, going rah, rah, rah. Gonza which, takes- like,
2: I f- I feel like that's why we have rats, is to wave pennants and go rah, rah, rah.
0: <laughs> Just to do little uh, ridiculous things rats like that. Rats are a side. great yeah. supporting cast.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. great. Also, Also, there's a shot here early on I meant to mention... Where uh Rolf is just surrounded by rats for no reason, like in the middle oh, of the chaos.
0: I don't remember it's that. It's just
2: I don't know why they're hanging out, but it just it looks like they're having a good time. I can tell you it is thirty sec thirty eight seconds into this clip.
0: Okay. <laughs> I wrote it down.
2: But yeah, oh. um just I, I like the idea that they're buddies because they all got like the same color fur and they're
0: all I don't know. They all have brown fur, yeah.
1: Well he mm-hmm. seems to get along well with them in the happiness hotel number. Yeah, mm. right.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Gonzo takes a picture of the pitcher.
1: Picture of the pitcher. Yeah,
0: yeah taking a photo of Beaker. I, I don't think I had ever caught that before, just because there's so much happening in the scene. So, I mean,
1: That's why I'm saying, uh, let me, if you're going on the same concession that, you know, you, taking a picture of someone holding the baseballs diamonds means that they stole it. Are they trying to implicate Beaker in this?
0: I don't know. Oh my I, god, I, was yeah, not Beaker the fall
1: guy this whole time?
0: Well, it does seem yeah. like something that would happen to Beaker, doesn't it? It does. Also, oh. yes, Beaker
2: goes to jail at the end of this movie. That's how <laughs> no. it ends.
0: Yeah, sorry. So Beaker winds up, he pitches, Lou Zealand hits it, and it's a high fly ball to Kermit the Frog. Now, Matthew, you are a baseball fan. Yes. What do you make of, uh, of, of Beaker's uh, pitching performance here, of Lou Zealand's uh, batting performance here?
1: I mean, I don't know if I'd necessarily keep him on the 40-man roster, but uh, it's certainly entertaining for a Muppet movie, and and more than this baseball-slash-Muppet fan could ever imagine.
0: (laughs) That's all you need.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jim Henson definitely had a long relationship with baseball. He, I mean, even going back to the early days of his commercials, they used a lot of baseball references. And oh. I'm pretty sure at one point the Jim Henson company had an annual company softball game.
0: Yes, yes, we have heard. So obviously there was that.
1: some sort of affection there for the sport. So,
0: yeah, that's true. And of course, there's I, what been comes a long
1: history mind- of baseball players on Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, what comes right, to mind when yeah. you mention
0: the softball games. I've heard uh, Craig Shemin from the Jim Henson legacy tell a story of when he was working at the Jim Henson company in the eighties and they had one of these softball games and I guess it was Jim Henson had not brought a glove. So he asked Craig if he could use his and (laughs) Craig was very honored. And of course let him let Jim Henson use his baseball glove. And then at the end of the game, he had a, jim and frank oz autograph the glove oh yeah put that, that
1: in it. cooperstown
0: yeah it should be that, that's, yeah uh, for sure so uh kermit has his arm up he's he's backing up so he can catch this this diamond i keep wanting to say ball but it's not actually a ball it's a diamond he says i got it i got it and then Nikki Holiday catches the diamond instead and that's where these minutes end oh
1: no that's the end
0: this oh might no be i can't our... believe
1: the movie ends
0: this way <laughs> this might be our best ever end of minutes cliffhanger
1: oh yeah, that's rest. a good one he's got the diamond the movie the credits run and the movie's <laughs> over
0: yeah oh that's it. so depressing yeah
1: i mean i'm assuming that's why you brought me in to cover these last couple minutes of the movie
0: yeah, yeah man that's all it's all done
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, folks. This this one's a real downer.
0: (laughs) Confidential to everyone besides Matthew. It's not really the end. Tune in next week.
1: What what was that, Ryan? Nothing,
0: nothing. Okay, okay. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, sorry again, folks. It's a really funny movie up until, like, that moment.
0: Until the
2: bad guy wins. Yeah, the bad... Yep, and then it's over. The end.
1: I mean, they don't want to let the bad guys win. No, but exactly.
0: uh, sometimes we don't want that the
1: just happened. Oh, yeah. This is go. such a great movie. I love this film.
0: Well, on that note, any final thoughts on these minutes, Matthew going uh, with you first?
1: Uh I I I I can't think of anything dad except Lou should really choke up on that fish.
0: Okay. That's a good point.
1: Aaron. Yeah, he's going to get a much better swing out of that.
0: <laughs> Anthony, any final thoughts?
2: Um yeah, you, you glossed over there's a, a brief moment where animal chases some of the models around yelling woman yep. as he yep. likes to do.
0: Oh yes. And, and um but then it, at the ballpark.
2: It, right. But it ends with him saying peekaboo.
0: Oh uh, which
2: is so much funnier to me than like the usual like animal is is stalking women thing, right? Like
0: Yeah, he's chasing them for a different reason.
2: Right. Um, but yeah, it ends with him saying "peekaboo." And I, I also I th- think, because I haven't mentioned this on the show, my daughter Iris, who who has been on the show before, who is five years old, she loves when an animal says "wow man, wow man," which mm, like interesting, which yeah, which like honestly makes me a little bit more uncomfortable with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you know
0: because it's the kind of um, thing like, that maybe we would sort of be okay with that not being in a Muppet movie these days next week right a exactly very special
2: like, moving right along right it's not like it's not the it's not his most endearing trait right that he's like a like a stalkery creep or you know like a like yeah. a, a salty creep kind of but uh even like while i was watching these minutes i paused it like i was doing the dishes or something. And I paused it and it was like on animal in one of the models and Iris comes walking in and she goes, "Woman, man, wa man? <laughs> wow. And I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, that's our old buddy animal.
0: Huh? huh. Like,
1: I think they've kind of de-emphasized that in recent years. Yeah. Yes. He does not do yeah. that anymore. Yeah. I should, I, I
2: m- much more adorably, I should point out that the other animal line Iris likes to quote is Love hanger, love hanger from uh, Muppet Family Christmas when he's hanging. That's from, a good one. That is when he's when he's hung on a hanger on a hook on the wall. Yeah, yes. Or you could go to, with to the point where she, Pig. Yeah, that's a good one. But like to the point where during this Christmas season, she several times was like, "Can we watch Love Hanger, Love Hanger?"
0: Oh, that's funny. I love when kids do yeah, that and- when when they identify. Uh, a movie or a tv special or something just by by one character or one line or one song yeah yeah like a kid who wants to watch frozen asking if they can watch let it go right right kids are funny
1: well, thanks for inviting me on this episode to talk about what color are their hands now.
0: Yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah. and uh, So listeners, if you will, please check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else. Um, please let us know what you thought about this episode, every episode, these minutes, all the minutes of the movie. Um, you can drop by our Facebook page or Twitter or the Tough Pigs Forum, which is linked on the front page of toughpigs.com. Also, you can find me on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe, and Anthony is on Twitter at Zeppo Marxist, And Matthew, remind us where people can find you on the internet.
1: On Twitter, I'm simply at Matthew Soberman. That's two Ts, no spaces, no uppercases, just Matthew Soberman. And
0: there you go. So everyone seek him out. And if you don't mind, give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts and all that stuff that we usually say and blah 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 and tell your friends about the show and join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along See you later Hot
2: potato, keep away, here we go
0: Hitchy witchy
1: What's
0: that guy's name? <clears throat> um Ceiling Fan. Ceiling fan Ceiling Pan? His name is actually Lewis Kazager. You are a doctor. That's it.